Welcome back to the nerdy news you need to know throughout the week on iHeartRadio and podcast services around the world. Because my name's Scooby Hoodie. And I'm Dr. Stray. And you're officially listening to the first of many Halloween episodes. What, Kev? Crisis on Infinite Podcast. <laughs> All right, I am I'm hot. Yep. All right, we did the costume part. Now we just get a little comfy. Oh, look! All right, I like this. Uh, but anyway, we got a jam-packed show for you today. Obviously, like we said last week on uh, Friday's podcast when we did our Black Adam in review, we're doing costumes for the foreseeable future of Halloween. Whether that involves uh, a Monday and Thursday episode, maybe some trailers in there. And obviously on Halloween episode, we got you in costume, baby, so don't worry. I was hot. <laughs> you still are, Kevin. Still are. Uh, but obviously today, it is a big jam-packed show because we first thought we weren't going to have anything to talk about today. Nope. Fate's allowed and have given us a new trailer and some confirmation of news to talk about, which we'll get to in about five minutes. But, Kevin, you can see everything we're talking about and so much more by going to hot995.com slash crisis crew, or they can go where for them social meds? At infinite underscore pods on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you watch us on YouTube on youtube.com slash crisis on infinite podcast. You can watch us live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash infinite underscore pods. Yes, it's a good time. And you know what? We're getting bigger and better. You know, we're putting the trailer reactions in this podcast video itself. Seeing, can we truly transition, or will our computers catch on fire? You'll be the first to know on twitch.tv slash infinite underscore pods. Ain't a no later. Well, actually, they'll probably all be in the same day today. <laughs> I, I'm hoping mine stays on, because I have I have over 30 gigs of RAM in this thing, so if it blows up, I'm going to be pretty upset. I mean, if mine blows up, I'm just going to ask for another one. They probably won't give me one at all. <laughs> they'll be like, what happened to the first one? Nothing. <laughs> um, it, it, it was lost in fire. <laughs> uh, but Kevin, before we get into that big trailer, we probably start the podcast with what you doing. As normally we talk about the games, the movies we've been watching, the games we've been playing, and the life things we've been doing. Because it's Monday, you usually get to go first. So Kevin, what happened this weekend? I got to travel down to Manassas. Heck yeah, you did. For a very special gathering of the nuptial, the future nuptials of one Morris Kelly and Andrew Hood, and it was delightful. It was a delightful Thank time. You. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Even if you're lying right now, I appreciate it. <laughs> I wouldn't lie. If I lie, me and I enjoy myself, I wouldn't have talked about it. Oh, that's true. We were just like, hey, Kevin, remember that one thing? <laughs> no, I was forgotten there. about it. That was Kevin, not Kevin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, dope time. I guess we'll talk about it now because we were both there. Uh, engagement party was this weekend. Then we'll go in our individual things. And uh, really good time. Kevin was there. Uh, I think Maura met your wife, Alicia, for the first time uh, mm-hmm. on this podcast, uh, History, which is really dope. And uh, funny enough, Kevin, big time celebrity uh, with, between the Skellies and the Hoods. Uh, and that's mainly because of his voice. <laughs> that was amazing. Like, I walked in. Everybody was like, I've heard your voice so many times. Now I get to meet you. I was like, wow, that's weird. You actually have heard my voice. And I've never known you existed. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> uh, very, very good. really good time just like all right kevin guess what uh that's my grandma that's my mom that's my dad they all listen to you they know your face they just get to interact with it and touch you now i think grandma and grandpa hood are my favorite there you go now kevin <laughs> your favorite cookie you took home from grandma f oh it was definitely the uh i can't remember what it was called the hershey kiss cookie Okay, you you were fiending on those. I saw you fiending on the things. They were really good. Uh, I bought a few home for my daughter. I had to tell her to stop eating them, or they will be all gone. <laughs> so I didn't give her. I didn't give her any on, on Saturday night when we got home because it was pretty. It, it was 
too late for her to have cookies. <laughs> but I gave her a few on Sunday, and she was like, I want another one. I was like, no, you, you have to wait, because there's like four left, and yeah. I'm not going to the store to get these. <laughs> well, yeah, we have a butt ton of cake, and uh, if we have cookies left over till Black Panther screening, I'll give you some to take home. <laughs> Quick question. When you eat those cookies, do you eat the kiss first in a cookie or the whole thing? Ooh, now that's a debate on how you eat these cookies, and we'll probably have this debate when we get closer to the holidays, <laughs> too, of Christmas. Uh, I am a preferable, I nibble around the base of the Hershey Kiss, and then I just eat the base of the, and the Hershey Kiss in the same bite. Because my daughter housed the whole thing. Like, I mean, you could do that. It's going to poke your mouth every time you do it, you know? I'm like, okay, stand right here while you chew, because I don't want you to go away and choke. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, good times. Uh, Really dope to be with friends and family. And uh, really do that because it's really cool just because this is like the first time a lot of people saw the ring. Like you technically for the first time saw the ring too in person, which was cool. And that was cool. Uh, like I said, it's always cool to get together with a um, warm family because there are a lot of people that they, they, <laughs> when, when they get married. It, that's what happens. It's a cold family. It's like, you know, they have the party and there's the grown's family and there's the bride's family. And they don't really intermingle too much. Mm-hmm. This was like this wasn't that at all. It was just like everybody. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? This Knock on wood. We're good so far. <laughs> I think you're I think you're good oh, um, okay. from just my um, what's the word my extrasensory powers of emotions I think you're good okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but besides the engagement party and traveling for that Kevin uh, what else do you do this weekend I dethought a fridge I did a house thing this weekend it wasn't fun nah, <laughs> too much. now dethaw a fridge mean you took everything out or what happened everything out there was a big block of ice over the evaporator which makes everything cold and back uh-huh. refrigerator uh-huh. I was in the refrigerator with a chisel and a hammer just knocking away at all the ice. Your, sculpting your work of art of your new, newer-ish fridge now. Then <laughs> I got annoyed. Instead, instead of chilling away, I just knocked the ice off. Like, ah, I'm tired. There you and, go. <laughs> yeah, that was my week. Oh, and, and I, we watched that um, Marlon Wayans movie. Curse of Bridge night. Hollow. Did you guys like it? I think my wife did. I didn't. Yeah, that's right. how I'm more. I was like, oh, it was good. I was like, mm, it was all right. It was, like, it was like Goosebumps did it better. It's weird. I, I feel like the actress in the movie, she's better on Stranger Things. Erica from Stranger Things, yeah. Yeah, I think she's better with Stranger Things. I don't know what it is about the direction she got in this one, but it's next to Stranger I Things. Think but. I think she kind of is the same character, which is fine. She's a younger yeah. actor, so that's the character you're used to playing. I think it's better as a side character and not a main character. I could have been there, too. And like you said, Goosebumps did it better. It was basically a Goosebumps book. Yeah. That's all it really was. Or Goosebumps the movie with Jack Black. Still, Hubie Halloween is the standard of uh, Halloween. Okay. That's the standard. <laughs> what did you do besides party down on Saturday? Uh, yeah, so besides the engagement party, uh, been playing a lot of Marvel Snap, Kevin. Too oh. much, some would say, that uh, it's getting bad. It game's really good, and I my TikTok time has gone down on my phone while this has risen. And it's funny because more like, do you see that TikTok? I was like, what TikTok? I sent it to you <laughs> 10 hours ago. I haven't been on TikTok today. <laughs> I thought it said it was going to end with Gotham Knights and not Marvel Snap. But. And here's the thing. Uh, we all thought Gotham Knights was going to take over my time this weekend, but it did not, alas, because we had time for Marvel Snap a uh, many. Because it literally is like, I said this on thir- Friday's episode and Thursday's, is it's three-minute games. So literally, if you're waiting on the bus, waiting for the bus, waiting for the metro, or just like chilling in traffic, or like a traffic, not while driving, but you're the passenger, uh, you can beat the game in three minutes and carry on your merry way. I felt bad though because I actually I was in Walgreens on Friday night with with, with our podcast shirt on mm-hmm. and you know trying to promote the brand you know as we do and the cashier at Walgreens said oh that podcast is that like comic book stuff I'm like yeah comic book stuff you know nerdy stuff 
So that's cool. I'm playing Gotham Knights. I'm really enjoying it. I was like, oh, you're enjoying it. Cool. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy you're the one person I've seen so far enjoy that it. That is true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't played any more Gotham Knights. Uh, I just, I didn't have a lot of time really. And also, I think I can talk, I can talk about that. Uh, Call of Duty uh, 2, Modern Warfare 2 came out. So I've been playing the campaign on that too. So I, I think it's it, pretty good. It is pretty good. Uh, it's a short campaign. You play the campaign before you can actually uh, play the multiplayer, which comes out this week as of this podcast recording. Um, very cinematic y, and it is very, very fun. If, if you've played the one from a couple years ago, it's the same storyline. Yeah. And if you, I hate that TikTok spoiled all these damn game endings for me. So I'm like, what's the point of even playing now? Damn, TikTok ruined Gotham Knights already. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I watched the final thing. I was like, okay, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. I still think he's dead, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but then on top of all that, today, this morning, as of this podcast recording, it was it was D-Day, uh, double D-Day, actually, Disney Dining Reservation Day. Wait, how did that go? Uh, it was hell. Let me tell you, war is hell when you get these dining reservations. <laughs> uh, but so I'm obviously, if you've heard this podcast within probably the past two years, you know, I've risen more of my Disney power of Kevin pretty much passing that on to me of his Disney knowledge. And uh, hence, because everyone else in my family doesn't want to do anything with it, I'll have to take on the burden of booking all the dining things, which if you're going to Disney anytime soon, uh, you have to book your dining reservations in advance. Usually it's like 60 days in advance of your trip. So for us, it was today and uh, had a list of five. I think I got two out of those five that we initially wanted. And uh, because six o'clock it happened, reservations went live. Nothing was open because people who are staying there longer than us have already booked up all the other dates. Yeah. Um, so we audibled, which is okay. You know, got my Ogla's Cantina, my Star Wars Cantina, which is great. We got be our guest for dinner on Christmas Day, okay. uh, which, so that's, that's- which is cool. We've never been there. Uh, my mom wanted to do Cinderella's Royal Table, but we did that like ten years ago, and my brother and I felt old for that ten years ago. Uh, so we felt even older now, which is okay. Um, we're doing, uh, they have the candlelight processional, which is, uh, Christmas like concert, essentially Marie Osmond's hosting the day we're going to Epcot. So my mom wanted to do that. So we're going to Coral Reef, which is a seafood restaurant in Epcot on one day. We're going to Ohana, uh, which is dope because it's at eight o'clock and apparently it's good firework viewing. We're excited for that. Exactly. And uh, temporarily right now, we have Mama Melrose's for dinner on my on Brother John's birthday on the 27th because we're oh, ten- tentatively we? waiting for a Fantasmic dining package, which launches Got Wednesday it. on this podcast recording. So my ass has to be up again early <laughs> looking through Disney's uh, park app. That's the one thing I never have to worry about when we're doing our Disney thing is um, the dining reservations mm-hmm. o- only for the fireworks. Anything else I don't have to worry about because... My Disney crew doesn't really care about sitting down to eat. They want to just get something and keep walking around the park and go to the next yeah. ride. My mom, so a- my mom's always like, "Let's get one nice meal." And so I always yeah. like. Last time we went, we I overbooked, and we didn't need necessarily. It wasn't a bad thing, but it's like, well, we could have just eaten somewhere, walk up, not worried about it. Yeah, and then that's kind of what we do usually. We just kind of like, well, if we want, if I'm going to spend three hours in line for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, I'll just get some bacon cheddar top tots from the other place and in stay front of in there. line and eat it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh but that's yeah. those lines you're not going in august because those lines will be brutal in the summer i don't know i don't want people to do theme parks in the summertime it's crazy it's horrible oh, we're gonna we're gonna find out baby you know it's it's if the, if the dining reservation was a sign of anything 
is gonna be hell on Christmas for this trip. I'm telling you, man, it, it ain't for the faint of heart. But I think I think you have the I think you have the heart to do it. I think you have the courage. We'll I think, I think you can do it. have the power. Uh, but Kevin, let's get on into it. It's what you're here for. It's in the title of the podcast. It's time for the news. It's time for news. A little late. A lot of lot of stuff on the computer right now. It got distracted, but. We're starting it off with the big thing that we had to talk about that Lily, uh, oh, look, someone said if Hoodie's dressed up as Scooby, that means Teddy's shaggy. We don't have a green shirt for him, but good, a good conversation of costumes for next year. Um, but point. <laughs> it's what we're here for. We thought we weren't going to have any news, but Kevin, it's time to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania, the trailer just came out. Kevin, you ready to break it down and watch it together on this podcast? Let's try to stick up as best as we can. All right, so on the count, when I go three, two, one, play, hit play on your thing, then switch it over if you can. Gotcha. All right, so here we go. We're going to watch it together, then we're going to break it down, obviously, and talk about other things and thoughts about it. So, Kevin, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Switching over. I used to ask myself a lot of questions. It's working. Scott, you're at XCOM. It's working. How are you an Avenger? That doesn't make sense. But everywhere uh, good old I go, Scott Lang. people tell me the same thing. And Evangeline Lilly. Thank you, Spider-Man. With short hair. <laughs> people still of course. Need help that. That's why we made this. Oh, big girl Cassie. It's like a satellite for deep space, but Quana. Wait, wait a minute. You're sending a oh. signal down to the quantum realm. Turn it mm. off. Now. Uh-oh. Is this the one that case on the case of kids being dumb? <laughs> <laughs> It turned big and been fine. So this song is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Loving it. That's Beatles, right? It's Elton John. Where? Elton John. Guardians vibes a lot. Yeah, a lot. Even with that. Those, yeah. I should have stayed on the phone. I should have Universe beneath ours. So far, the best part about this is that I didn't get the ad in the beginning, so I'm happy I skipped this. <laughs> There's something I never told you. It's a guy named King. <laughs> no, this actually kind of feels like the Guardians game a little bit. You're in that blue face. <laughs> Okay, got a cantina. Bill Murray! Iron <laughs> Man and Wasp. An actual sideways wasp. That was a demigorgon. A demigorgon. If you help me. Oh, she has a suit. Oh, that's cool. So, what's it gonna be? Batman. Run! Run! <laughs> Heck yeah. This looks cool. I'm excited to watch that in theaters too, because it'd be very colorful in theaters. So now, Kevin, we mute the audio because it's gonna loop again, and then we get just to watch it. We're learning how to react to trailers 101. This is fun. I'm learning these things. Um, but yeah, overall, I really dug the trailer. Um, I think it might be the most hype for an Ant-Man movie I am out of the three we had. Yeah, this one. Is, how do I say this? This is the first one that kind of feels like its own story. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
like the other ones were meant to introduce things. So here's the quantum realm. Here's the how they shrink. Here's what's this gonna. One, here's the MacGuffin that's gonna save us for time exactly. travel. <laughs> yeah. This one is about well, here's the story of this family that now has incredible shrinking and growing powers, and mm. it looks like it takes place mostly in the quantum realm. So we may only be in the real world for like looks like maybe twenty minutes of this movie. Yeah, and like the cool thing is like the song "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road." I tweeted this out that this is really the the start of the road to Secret Wars is with this movie. Obviously, we kind of had it with Loki, and looking back, we'll have I know I'm good witty with it. Um, <laughs> Loki giving us a version of Kang. Uh, but this, I think, really paving the way of like, all right, you've been exposed to these things. Now let's kick it off and get this story going. Obviously, especially after Black Panther Wakanda Forever ending. Yeah, and it kind of goes back to the marketing strategy. Is like, I think we saw the Thor trailer like, like almost a month or three weeks before. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Strange, like, that still playing off like how they, how they market their movies. Um, I'm excited to see like this internal quantum realm world. Yeah, I think it's cool. So the cool thing is, uh, if you look at this, uh, let's see if we can find it. Uh, I don't want to skirt around too much. Cantina is cool too. Like the Quantum Realm Cantina. Like, I hope they're playing the Star Wars um, Cantina song like very mm-hmm. low that part. Oh yeah. Great. So the cool thing is, I don't think we'll skip around the trailers, but we'll talk about things. Is the city in the Quantum Realm was teased in the very first Ant Man movie. So like we're getting payoff to that of uh, this is what that on. city was that Scott saw. We just kind of phasing in and out. And then obviously saw a little bit more in Ant-Man 2. Now we get to see it be a real place with Bill Murray, Kang being involved and maybe being the Chronopolis, which a lot of people are saying is like Kang's base of operations. Yeah, that could be it too. Because I mean, we kind of saw that tease too in Loki with the um mm-hmm. the way the, which the TVA was. And it, you saw like a, a whole, I guess, civilization out there in, in the window of the TVA. Mm-hmm. So maybe the TVA also exists in the quantum realm somewhere. That's why we don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And also, the quantum realm are other cities that we don't know about, including Kane's Chronopolis. So this this is definitely an interesting movie. I, I don't think it'll be like, you know, the Captain America 2 to, you know, like the be the basic oh, the winter soldier. I feel, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I feel like they are the movies are slowly getting better after if you want to say the lackluster reactions to Thor and Doctor Strange. You know, I, I think Doctor Strange was really well. And I think the only the reason, one of the reason people don't like the movie as much is because they killed John Krasinski. I think that's why, why it's so much black. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, like the cool thing is, I know a lot of people are already talking about how Cassie Lang was recast by Catherine Newton. We've kind of talked about this, who we've seen her in Freaky, uh, was really good in Freaky. If you haven't seen that movie, it's a good Halloween movie to watch with Vince Vaughn, too. Um, I think it makes more sense to have, I mean, say what you will about the actress who played her in Endgame, but to have a more well known slash more actor whatever you want to say more experienced actress in it um just because you know and get them chops especially if she's going to be once again another young avenger yeah and that that little thread of string keeps getting teased doesn't it mm-hmm. it is <laughs> funny keep- too because it's like oh i wish we kind of had like who the actress who played uh cassie in the first movie just like come back for like one thing but she's probably like old now <laughs> not old but like she's like in her teen age years now I think you got to remember that the, that in the in the world of MCU, it's not 2022. It's 2026 ish. 24 There's, still, actually. Well, this movie, we'll find out with this movie, because I think yeah. this movie will kind of be a little bit further along in that timeline. Because there was a five year jump in between Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. I believe even Black, the snaps of Black Panther is it takes place a year after the snap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, 
even though it seems like it's like you know today like it is in the mcu it's not it's actually they're far into the future well not far like not 50 years but they're in the future then so it kind of makes sense that they need a i guess an age-appropriate actress yeah and maybe the one that that would play her from any game is different let's it's fine it's yeah. totally fine and if you haven't seen the poster for this movie check it out because it's like it's kang jonathan majors kang who looks badass in this. I mean, we already knew he was going to be badass because we saw him as King before. If you've seen the Creed trailer last week, you're like, my God, this man has muscle. Gangs. He's literally going to beat Scott Lang's ass because uh, he can now. With hands. <laughs> with that, hands. That, that, was, that was fancy technology stuff. No, this was hands. And boom. like, I don't care how. He calls this one time. He calls this one travel. He gives you some time travel. <laughs> Another thing about this movie that's interesting, though, because it's kind of been we know now because of um, the name of the fifth Avengers movie is the Kang Dynasty, that Kang is going to be the the big bad of this phase. Mm -hmm. So how do they defeat him in this movie? Like, what is the end game? Or do they defeat him, Kevin? Because here's the thing. Nothing be more tragic than we lose Ant-Man in this or something like that. I'm not ready for that. Not ready for that either. Um, I do also want to shout out Baskin Robbins just getting the shine with Paul Rudd. Now, this man must own a Baskin Robbins franchise or something. How much respect Baskin Robbins gets in every movie he's in recently. I don't think I've ever paid for Baskin Robbins. Uh, good for you then, I guess. I don't know. Like, kind of like Jersey Mike's. Like, I've had it, but I've never paid for it. It's always kind of just showed up at places I've been. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, Baskin Robbins. Look at some ice cream. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and the other thing that's interesting about this, it doesn't look like Kang is going to be a villain to start out with. Mm-hmm. Like he says he's trying to help him, maybe to help him through his own means. But he's not. He's not saying like, man, you'll never defeat well, me. Well, so actually, and this is based on what you kind of mentioned earlier. This trailer was a little bit different than the one people saw at Cam- uh, Com- San Diego Comic Con and D twenty three earlier this year. Uh, kind of the vibes with that one, kind of what we saw on TikTok, uh, was that. Kang was like, have, are you an Avenger? Have I killed you before? Yeah. Um, being, you know, all powerful, all knowing. And from that and kind of piecing it together with this, it seems like Kang might be holding Cassie or someone hostage, making Scott go on another heist to rob maybe Bill Murray's character or someone to then keep Cassie alive, but then fuel Kang for the next phase of movies. And also that way we keep to the um, standard that the Ant Man Ant Man are the heist movies, mm-hmm. whereas Captain America are the spy movies, and so that, that actually makes a lot of sense if they do that that way. I will, I actually will really like that. Yeah, I think also it's like that's what we liked, that, like you said, like from the other Ant Man movies that that heist aspect where there was the pre planning and then to go right stuff like that. Um, like you kind of said, like now being all quantum realm, it's kind of adds a new perspective on everything because they have to deal with the quantum realm. Uh, not get quantum madness, a la how uh, the wasp mom got in the last movie. What's about also um, Darren from the first one coming back as a um, Modok in this? That no, was like so a leak. That, well, uh, technically. Uh, so there's the rumor of that. We're not 100% confirmed still. It's just concept art that may or may not be real. We still don't know. But yeah, you're right that Yellow Jacket is coming back in the quantum realm as a version of Modok potentially. That I can see too because like that he was a mustache twirly villain. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take your technology and I'm gonna make it better and make more money. Ha ha! Mm-hmm. And now I have the biggest costume. Ha ha! Oh no, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. But I'm dead. <laughs> we've said that. that's like the we've been making that reference so much the past month. <laughs> 
But I'm really excited for this. Um, February is a good point, uh, place to put it because there's probably nothing out in February mm-hmm. um, besides a few A24 horror movies. So it's definitely be counter programming to that. <laughs> yeah, and so obviously, you know, we have Black Panther Wakanda Forever next is in November, a couple weeks from now. Then we have this, which actually Fair kicks off. Yes, uh, kicks <laughs> off phase five. And then we have Guardians coming out in May. So kind of three months separation between everything. So I wouldn't put it past that we get the trailer for Guardians when this movie comes out. Also, the yeah, weird Demi-Gorgon thing there. <laughs> we could get a trailer for Guardians doing a Guardians holiday special. You're true. That actually makes more sense. You're right. <laughs> probably not, but we could. Because <laughs> it makes sense. So mm-hmm. we probably won't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but Kevin, how do you feel about uh, Jonathan Major's new look at, at King? More stoic, not as like, I could do whatever I want and be a Luffy. It shows um, the range of him as an actor. Like, I mean, if you ever watched uh, it's the HBO show, Name Ours Escapes Me. Lovecraft um, Country. Yes, he is a tour de force actor. He, mm-hmm. he, the, the hole that um, Chadwick left, he may fill. Like, he's that good. Mm-hmm. As far as um, actors, actors in Hollywood. Um, I'm excited to see, like, if this one does end up either being killed by Ant-Man and his crew or being killed by another Kang. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the next Kang. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just we get worse and worse Kangs exactly. every time. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm excited to see him in this world. Hopefully, hopefully at the end of all this, Kang doesn't actually die. He can kind of become like a mm-hmm. background villain, kind of like what she did with Ultron. Like Ultron should have been back yeah. like four times. And it'll be this- it'll <laughs> be interesting with this too, just kind of from what I you know remembering from Loki, uh, which I'm assuming that's probably a, probably a must rewatch before you watch Quantum Mania. Just for the yeah. Kang stuff, is if Kang, you know, hopefully season two of Loki comes out pretty close to this or after it. Um, we learn, like, you know, the rumor of that the whole time Loki was that, oh, the TVA was a city in the quantum realm. Maybe they connect that fully too. And we're like, oh, okay, like the TVA does exist in the quantum realm. He's even more connection to watch Ant Man. It makes sense why when Loki came back to a statue of Kang mm-hmm. in the in TVA. So it, it make a lot of sense if that whole wow, if that whole um Acrop- Chronopolis that we see actually was the TVA when Loki came back. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. Wow. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts, Kev, before we move on to the next topic though? Uh Kang's scary. Kang is scary and uh, scary. Kang's going to beat some fools in both he's going to beat Killmonger's ass and he's going to beat Ant-Man's ass most likely. <laughs> Just hands. Just nothing hands. Else. Time and travel again. I will reiterate the points. <laughs> no guns. Just time travel. Just time travel. <laughs> all right. Well, Kevin, let's move on to the next topic because while we thought that's all also we we're going to talk about today, DC, just go ahead and let uh, an actor just let everyone know there's a big spoiler at the end of Black Adam, which we kind of already knew because Henry Cavill is officially back as Superman. He is our Superman. He is our friend. He is He's our friend. He is good. <laughs> he should not have been gone in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did attend the BBS premiere and I had a great time. I always thought that it was dumb. They didn't give him a sequel first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's jumped. You know what? Screw all this stuff. Batman vs. Superman. Let's do that next. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a superior. Not super, I would say superior, but he's been a great Superman since he debuted. Man of Steel was a criminal, criminally underrated superhero movie. Um, to see him back as superman even in the, the spoiler scene in black adam even in the what the half hour he was in the justice league at the end he he just commands the screen of superman and to see henry cavill also as just as an actor he's good in the witcher he's he was great in the movie with army hammer that nobody saw um what was it called <laughs> uh 
I don't even remember. Um, he, you know, he has, he has a famous fist cocking scene in Mission Impossible. Damn straight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man so, from Uncle. That's what it was. Yes. Um, so to see him back now as just titular character, because super, super, Superman is the grandfather of all superheroes. Mm-hmm. He was literally the first one. And the fact that he's not represented more in superhero media on TV and in movies is criminal. I mean, Superman Lois is there, but not even people are watching it um, because it's not Henry Cavill. It, it's, mm. it's Tyler Hoechlin, who's doing a great job, but he's not Henry Cavill. <laughs> so this makes me happy to see he's coming back. Probably still what, like two and a half, three years away from a movie. But to know that it's, it's happening soon makes me happy. Yeah. What about you, man? Um, I'm really excited. Um, obviously, we're talking about pretty much, you know, Black Adam. It happens at the end of that. We'll explain that a little bit more and how that happened came to be. Um, but Henry Cavill officially posted on his Instagram, like just sort of like a weird, like uh, a moving uh, poster of Henry Cavill dressed up as new version of Superman with the curl now. Uh, you know, it's not old Superman. He's got a curl now. He's distinguished. Um, but just saying, you know, it's been a thing in the making, but just thanking for the support and all that good stuff. Like, it's dope because I think we've all seen him grow more as an actor now. And I know like the man I a couple years older than us, but like to see him go from just having Superman be his first real role, you know, he was in the immortals, but if people watch that, but now to be in have all the Justice League movies, he's been doing the Nola Holmes movies, Man from Uncle, Mission Impossible, yep. um, and mainly The Witcher. Like people are now used to seeing Henry Cavill as leading man with white hair now give him leading man in blue and red tights <laughs> i forgot he was in um Enola home that's right he's he sure he's sure like home so i forgot about that he was also in um that showtime series uh by henry the eighth uh the the tutors 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 yes you're right correct um so it's cool that like now we can see him have more of a control on the character and make it his own i think instead of having to imitate uh chris reeves right Christopher Reeves, yes. Christopher Reeves. Um, I think it's just now like, all right, you're our Superman. You know, the last um, there's Brandon Routh, but like, you're ours now. You've been, you're a generation Superman. You've been Superman now. Once you come back to it for ten plus years now. I also wonder if all those reports of him becoming like you know Captain Britain or he was going to be uh, whatever in Marvel, if that was like leaked out there by agents, his agents to kind of spur along, mm-hmm. spur along negotiations. Because once, like, I feel like once the guy, uh, what's his name, um, Hasloff or Laz- Lasloff took over WB, like his first thing, like first things first, Henry Cavill must, do, must be Superman. Because the fact that you're not doing that is is maddening. So that's the that's the first thing on the list. Yeah. So obviously <laughs> we talked about this last week, but Man of Steel two is officially in the works. Um, interestingly enough, spoilers for Black Adam if you haven't seen it. Uh, if you have, we're, it's the most. Well, we already listened to this part, so it's spoiled. Uh, he pops up in the very end of Black Adam after Amanda Waller talks to Teth Adam, the Rock's character, saying, you know, we said this last week, but Black Adam says there's not a force alive that could stop me on this planet. And that's where she said, Amanda Waller says, well, there's this planet. And this when Superman, Henry Cavill pops up. And then, and Henry Cavill, Superman says, we need to talk. That's the end of that. So really dope that that apparently was just a one-off appearance uh, that was paid for just that. But if I feel like Henry Cavill confirming that he's back as the character, you can expect in Man of Steel 2 happening, he's going to be in Man of Steel 2. You know what? It's amazing, though. We, we wouldn't get three Aquaman movies before Man of Steel 2. Maybe. maybe. That's we'll, crazy. What kind of world is that? You know what I mean? I 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Oh, good job with the spoiler warning, by the way. I just saw you put up the spoiler <laughs> warning. Um, I'm excited for this because I think, like we said, he's kind of our Superman. And I think, love it or hate him, I think this is what we need for the DCU to get back on track. Um, I know a lot of people said also with sort of the WB Discovery regime change, uh, they kind of, the original point was that they were going to do um, a black Superman movie with Michael B. Jordan producing it. They kind of was like switched over like Henry Cavill Superman. Why are we making Superman instead of having to make make a whole new story and everything? Um, so I'm excited for that and just give it to me. You know, it doesn't have to be. Uh, well, we already did Zod, so we can't technically do that. But just make it canon and figure out what you're doing with your damn lore. Have hire what the WWE did, which is a longtime storyteller. Uh, WB Discovery and just figure out what to do because even with Black Adam, we're still all over the place. Get, get it, tighten it up a little bit. Froop it up. Do you think if they brought Harry Cavill back, is there any chance Ben Affleck comes back? As- and that's that's a good question. It, as Batman, sorry I interrupted you. Yeah, because I mean, I, I love Matt Reeves' Batman. I'm looking forward to a sequel to that, but that, that obviously isn't in the same canon universe as Black Adam and Superman, mm-hmm. but Ben Affleck's Batman is, and even though we don't say what you want about the movie, he wrecked shop in Batman, Batman vs Superman. Like he was, he beat up Superman, he killed fifteen people with his with the Batmobile. Like he was wrecking shop. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see them come back on screen again as friends for more than thirty seconds, thirty minutes in the last mm-hmm. part of Justice League. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, you know that is the say the crapshoot we are. That is the DCEU right now. Of like everything. At one point, was looking good with the Flash going to change everything, and another Flash, no one really wants to even happen, and deservedly show it should definitely be canceled. But at this point, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Uh, just release the Michael Keaton scene. That's all we need. And um, I think once you get that out the way, it's like, all right, Wonder Woman three is this. It takes place in modern times. Damn it! Don't <laughs> keep going back to the past for Wonder Woman. And he is our Batman, like we said last week, Robert Pattinson or whoever. This is our Superman, and I think that's like at San Diego Comic Con. DC needs to have a big ass panel next year and just be like, "Here is the Rock as Black Adam. We know Zachary Levi Shazam. That's not changing. The Flash may change. Here is our Batman for this universe. You already know Henry Cavill. You already know Gal Gadot, and you already know Jason Momoa. Unless they're built, unless there are actually are building to a, a Crisis on Infinite Earths um, in-game style movie in three or four years. They need to do all that. <laughs> but here's the thing: I feel like if we were to have, we were to have that movie, uh, which is akin to Infinity War and Endgame, I feel like we that this movie universe hasn't earned it. Oh no! To the point, I'm just like, all right, well, here's everything. Technically, is connected. It's been like technically, it's been 15 years of cinema in the making. I'm like, has it? Because none of it's connected, really. You just. Throwing things at the wall and seeing what stick. Suicide Squad, that stuck. Wonder Woman 84, didn't stick. You know, <laughs> like there's a way to do it, but it will it will require basically, I think, what Disney is doing. Mm-hmm. TV shows as well. It will require a lot to just be like, okay, now it's the whole world against, you know, the beyond, uh, not Beyonder. Um, you know, beyond. From, from, <laughs> like it, it would be a lot. And I actually don't think, because as crazy as Endgame and Infinity War was, as crazy as the Thanos saga is in the comic books. I feel like Crisis on Infinite Earths is for a special type of comic book fan. I don't think it's, that's going to be palatable for everybody like Endgame and Infinity War was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make this a rule now for the podcast. Whenever we say crisis, we have to go crisis immediately after. Uh, so, Kevin, I'm so excited for that Crisis on Infinite crisis. Earths uh, movie. 
But uh, something I'm more excited for, because what you don't know is I really like the Saw movies, even though you don't think I would. They're pretty good just to watch. Looks like Tobin Bell, a.k.a. Jigsaw, coming back to the series. I don't know if it's a reboot, if it's a prequel, or if it's a sequel, and he's back, brought back to life, but he's coming back. I feel bad, because I thought that guy passed away like a long time ago. I, I did, too. I did, too. Uh, so, so Tobin Bell, you know, he's the old guy. He's the voice of Jigsaw. He's the guy who makes the puzzles in the movie franchises. Um, he's coming back as John Kramer again. Uh, Kevin Grutert is set to direct the film, uh, who previously did Saw 6 and Saw the Final Chapter. Here's the thing. <laughs> Tobin Bell's character died in Saw 3, but subsequent films saw Bell appear in the form of flashbacks. So it's now the realm that he can just do whatever he wants in the movie because people know his ass got to be in the movie for it to work. <laughs> Maybe maybe I, maybe I was thinking about him dying in the movie. Maybe that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> interestingly enough, check your uh, X. If you have Game Pass on Xbox right now, you can actually watch uh, Spiral from the Book of Saw for free uh, for this month, which is the Chris Rock Samuel Jackson one. You can't watch it anywhere else for free this Halloween season. So if you're trying to watch it for Halloween, you can do that. Probably gonna watch that this week. Also, Tobin Bell was an episode of Seinfeld. I don't know if anybody cares about that. But it was uh, funny. I don't know if we do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just an interesting thing of many returns are happening to franchises. More you care about and some you don't really care that much about. So I think I saw the second one first. The first three or four are pretty cool. But then once it was like... After four. It was, it was like the fifth one was actually the first one. And the first mm-hmm. one was the third one. And the second one was the last... I'm like, it was like, you're getting too convoluted. Just, Where just, are just, we? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> Literally, I don't know what. Uh, but, Kevin, that's not the only person who's making return uh, also. Because we have to talk one more return this podcast. Because turns out on The Flash... Seems like a certain Batwoman character is making her return one more time in the Arrowverse before it properly rides off into the sunset. Yes, uh, Javicia Leslie will be coming back to portray the Red Death in an episode of The Flash this year coming up. And I believe The Flash uh, premieres after Christmas after next year. in January. Mm-hmm. January. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get to see Javicia Leslie one more time in the, in the, um, in the Arrowverse, which is great. Um, I think that show gets... Um, the show had a, had a rough history. Batwoman we're talking about Batwoman yes. yeah mm. from uh, the casting of Ruby Rose who was not like you know, a traditional TV actor and then they having to write her off quickly because there was a plane crash how, how does Batman not survive a crash she's a Bat character how does she not survive a plane she crash she changed her face <laughs> she her face um, I gave Divisi Leslie two, two seasons um, I believe the was it two or three seasons they gave her? Two seasons, two. yeah. Because Batwoman seasons. only had three seasons, and two of them were yeah. with Javisi Leslie. I feel like this first season they gave her was too focused on what happened to Kate King for like the first ten, and then the last seven were more about her. Mm-hmm. And then even the following season was still about oh, where is she? Like nobody cares. She's gone. Mm-hmm. Focus on Javisi Leslie now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that show never got a bad. I kind of I think got a bad rap. But she's going to play a character called Red Death, and I don't. If you're familiar, I think it was Batman Metal, the comic book line. Let me make sure I have my lore right here. <laughs> yeah, there's a comic line called Batman Metal. And in this storyline, there are like different types of Batman that do things. Um, Red Death is a particular Batman who actually killed the Flash and stole his powers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that. 
there, there's that. Uh, yeah, so obviously, so like with that, akinning it to this one, do you think it is? I mean, we're still dealing with uh, multiverses uh, in uh, in the Flash Arrowverse. Is this a different Batwoman from a different universe that everyone's a villain again? Sort of like I think it was Earth X. I would bet money on it. It's probably either alternate future, a different universe, or a different past, or something like that. Because that's that's always the uh, the key with the Flash. It's, I mean, I get the Flash is a science show, so it's kind of what they do: science, 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 science. Now we use this science to feed that science. <laughs> that's kind of what they do. But um, that that's probably what it is. I, I'm more seeing it as a a, a proper goodbye to to Javicia Leslie because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure whatever happens, the character will be redeemed. In the end yeah, of the episode, last episode, yeah, and we'll see. Um, I think what was our character's name? Uh, shoot, it was like a, it was a traditionally male name. It was like Jesse, something like that. I can't remember what her name was on um Batwoman. Her real name. Oh, the uh, character's name. Yeah, the character name was it was well, Ryan Wilder. Ryan, that's what it was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll probably see Ryan Wilder at the end, Ryan at the end of the, at the end of the series still being Batwoman, something like that. And we'll hear the Batwoman's name one more time, and that'll be it. Something like that. So I see it more as a as a farewell to Javisa Leslie and a thank you than it is bringing Red Death in. That's cool. Like nobody knows who Red Death. Yeah, it is, it is interesting too because like even you know we have the Flash final season coming out in January, but right now we're in the midst of the Walking Dead's final season, and like I like how we all were like we're gonna hop on and watch it, but it seems like not a lot of people have hopped on and watched it. I think we're all just waiting till the last episode to watch all together for a collective like goodbye. I think. The Flash kind of is going to have the same type of thing of like, obviously, we're going to watch the final season, but it's not until that final episode that people tune in because they know it's the final episode. It always happens with series finales. I think this is a usefulness to get the people to watch probably the first half of the season. Probably let like maybe three or four stack up and then then watch them on a CW app maybe Mm -hmm. and just deal with the ads. Good old CW app one more time. Yeah. (laughs) Those were a staple of Wednesday mornings at iHeart back they in the day. They were. They were. And my goodness, how many ads we had to watch on those things. Because if you remember when um, there was like a, a hack to it, if you hit refresh in the middle of the ad. Right before would, the ad it, happened, then it would work. Mm-hmm. Then they fixed it, jerks. Um, but yeah, it's. it's. We say this is bittersweet about this show ending. Like nobody watched it, but it's, it's still kind of something you knew existed. We're talking about The Flash or Batwoman? The Flash. Um,. I think the Flash has earned more of a finale. Obviously, than I think I think Legends also deserved a finale. I mean, it did. I that do, was a great season. I do hope that if we're going out of our way to give Ryan Wilder's character in the Arrowverse a send off, that we maybe give Katie Lots a send off. If anyone out of the Legends team, I would say Brandon Routh too, but Katie Lots for sure. Oh, uh, you know what? Hopefully, that's the next announcement. Next announcement is that Jeez. there will be. Flash crossover with the Legends, so Legends gets, gets their send off as well because they deserve that. Last season was not that bad. It was mm. Legends one on one. I wouldn't. And, I wouldn't put it past them either. You know, with Mark Guggenheim, Greg Berlanti, yeah. kind of being the driving forces of the entire universe of just like, hey, like we can have Katie Lots for a day. You know, she gets along with all the the crew and the cast because practically the same crew and cast. So why not? Yeah, yeah. I I, I really hope that happens and we can think about it. Well, we were kind of saying goodbye to Mick. But um, that, like that that whole Legends crew was ugh, it makes me sad that we didn't really get to it just ended mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it that would make uh, me so sad. So you heard it here first on this podcast, Katie Lots, one more appearance in Flash. We calling it here. One more time. One more, one time. more time. I think that's also a good like that. 
think people that are la been lapsed on the Arrowverse will be like, oh, snap, let me watch it. Tune in right now. So, uh, why we talk about these shows real quick? Did, did you watch the new trailer for the Titans? I have not, no, but what is in it? Tell me. Go ahead, spoil it. I couldn't tell you what was in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I want to watch this, but just like the other seasons, I have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think is just we're all kind of like with peacemakers. We want more of that from DC, and we're just kind of like, all right, well, it's fine, but like Peacemaker did it really well, so I want more of that. And I'm waiting, you know, the Penguin show that's supposed to be coming out from the Batman universe. Like they, 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 um. They talked about a, a new a villain. I can't remember what the villain, who the villain is actually this year, though. Uh, I'm pulling up the article right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan Potter, previous season, Joseph Morgan. It doesn't say it on here in, in any plain language. but um, <laughs> It's hidden subcontext. <laughs> it's like the same messy show. Like The show is still so really messy. Well, like, there's, there's too there's many like, people in the cast of just like, these are the Titans, but here's like, everyone has three supporting characters. They're like, wait. Teen Titans, we just had the five, you know? We didn't have them more than that. And there's so much going on. Like, there's episodes where they're not even, like, all together sometimes. And it's like, what? They're the, the Titans. They live together. What, what's, what's going on? <laughs> mm -hmm. But, I mean, but I, guess, yeah. I hate watching. Is, is this supposed to be the final season, or we they haven't said yet? They haven't really said yet. Um, the, the cool thing, though, is what will happen this year. Um, I found a villain, by the way. Lex Luthor's the villain. Okay. Who's it played by? His name is Titus Welver. I've never heard of him. Oh, he's the guy. He, he's the man in black from um from the um uh Lost. Welver. Oh, yeah, from Transformers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other cool thing is um it looks like that um Star Girl will make her um appearance on the show. Oh, so they're crossing those over. Yeah, so that th that's pretty cool, and I'll, that'll probably keep me hooked to watch the entire season to see those two. Because other than that, like I said, the, the show like it's weird to watch a show where you're a fan of each character. But you don't like the characters talking on the show, it's, it's, and I've watched I've watched every episode of Titans. I never I haven't missed a season yet, and each one I, I watch, I kind of, kind of like I could do other things, but for some reason I'm watching this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, speaking of uh, chaos of that's about to happen, let's talk about the new one more thing story, new Star Wars film produced by Damon Lindelof. There you go. I had to get the name right. <laughs> I never get his name right. Don't feel bad. That's <laughs> okay. So Damon Lind Damon Lindelof, who you might be familiar with, with The Leftovers, with Lost, uh, Watchmen, uh, The Hunt, which debatably you may or may not have seen and were confused by what the messaging was behind that movie where they was a battle royale and it got banned from theaters. Remember that? There's like oh, no, pandemic. That, that was yeah, that yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, producer role. And Prometheus. Uh, he is actually going to be producing a Star Wars movie and they just announced who will be the director for a Star Wars movie, so we might be getting more progress on that than we thought. It's interesting because um, usually when you look at Star Wars producers, directors, they have like a lot of very, very particular sci-fi mm -hmm. stuff. Now he has to Watchmen, of course, but it's not like they're trying to get somebody like um, uh, I don't know his name, the showrunner producer of Andor right now. Uh, uh, Tony, Tony Gilroy. It's somebody that that's, that's like. They know it, but they're not like a, a big fan of it. Everybody does Star Wars are usually a big fan of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So like they're seeing the, the success of Andor with, you know, older Star Wars fans. And they're kind of trying to copy that success on this. This is really cool. I yeah. like this. Uh, so uh, obviously he was the co-creator of Lost. Uh, he is co-writing and producing the Star Wars movie with Miss Marvel's Charmaine Ovayed Chinoy. 
Uh, she wrote and directed a lot of the episodes uh, sort of towards the back half of the season. Um, really dope. I think this is cool. Uh, obviously, you know, Disney likes to keep things in the family, and why not? You know, tested it out with you, kind of the Mandalorian. We saw those effects of, you know, we had Dave Filoni, Peyton Reed, Taika Waititi, um, Deborah Chow, all kind of was testing grounds, Bryce Dallas Howard, of how they oh, were direct, in the director's stage. Oh. Yeah, and now they're doing stuff. Same thing with this. Um, no word on what the project could be, uh, but it has gar- apparently garnered the most momentum out of all the films currently in development at Lucasfilm, according to Deadline, including Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie, Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron, which is somewhere in the ethos, and Ryan Johnson, somewhere still there, too. That Ryan Johnson movie is not happening. Stop, stop lying to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening, Kevin, after Green Onion. Um, I think, or Glass Onion, that's what it's called. Uh, but yeah, I think it's cool. I we've kind of had this discussion like a month ago of like when we will we get a Star Wars movie. Um, I think just figure it out. I think we kind of say you know Star Wars can be in any medium, but what gets everyone together is those big movies. I mean, look at Andor. We've kind of talked about how like it got it's good, it's very deep dialogue, but no one's really watching it because one, it suffered from coming out and other things, and. Uh, Sort of, you know, we had House of the Dragon, we had She-Hulk at the same time, and Lord of the Rings, and people are like, well, I'll watch those and have my break during the weekdays. And now, this is a good transition point, with Tales of the Jedi coming out this Wednesday, Kevin. I'm, so excited. Uh, <laughs> I'm prioritizing that, because that's some Clone Wars goodness right there. I'll probably watch Tales of the Jedi before I watch Andor, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not going to lie. The Thursday's episode will be called Tales of the Jedi Review instead of Andor in Review, so... I mean... I, I've heard a lot of people say that Star Wars is the great, the greatest Star Wars show ever. I'm like, have you watched Clone Wars? Because mm-hmm. that's a lie. It is not the greatest Star Wars. It's good. But it's Clone Wars is the best Star Wars show ever. I don't care anybody. And Rebels. They're Warriors. close to one and two right there. Switch it back every time which one you're watching. Um, but it's still, it's still exciting. Like like I said, though, a Star Wars movie, I feel like that's a, I feel like Obi-Wan, that's a word I have not heard in a long time. Long, <laughs> a long, long time. time. Um, and I don't think it's needed right now. Yeah, I, I don't think it's needed. It's just nice. I think it'd be better just for Star Wars fans to figure out, like, same thing with DC. What is our roadmap? And that's what Marvel does well. Gives us roadmaps of here are the movies. We'll fill in, in some shows. We'll fill in the blanks as we go. But, like, we know where we're going. I know Star Wars, more Star Wars than DC is its own thing. And it's not building a roadmap towards a collective story. We kind of worth predicting that at one point with the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett all like kind of in Ahsoka congruing up in one final season. Um, but just to know like, hey, are these movies actually coming out or is this something we're just going to forever talk about? The other thing is too, is when will they beyond when will the movie beyond. come out? When will they when will they actually explore the Star Wars story beyond after Rise of Skywalker? Because everything they've done, everything that's been playing right now is between uh, the Phantom Menace and right before um, um, the Force Awakens. That, that's that's the pocket we're in. Mm-hmm. We've explored nothing past that. Well, and we're about to, with the Acolyte. We're going to explore before with more of the old yeah. Republic. Um, but you're right. I mean, we talked about this. How the Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation Special, I think, was the last one, uh, was the one that has further explored the most of like we included the. Star Wars Hotel. We included that Finn is actually force sensitive and trying to be a Jedi training. Go through yeah. that. Um, I think that's where we need to go next. And I think 
I personally think is it's going to be interesting that it might not be like for another five years until you know it's been ten years after uh, the the nuclecles have really fully come out that we're like all right collectively look the same thing with Hayden Christensen and Ahmad, um, uh, Ahmed Ahmed Best there we go sorry uh, <laughs> I had to get to it um, that we're all supporting of them and very like let's go because the fans that the movies were technically for are now adults and everything I think five years from now like. All right, we're hmm. ready for more Finn content. We're ready for Ray and Poe content. And those actors are now like, well, at a good time. They, they're they not just seeing all the hate and disdain they had for the role, which they kind of have now, which is why they don't really like to talk about them whenever they're interviewed for anything else. That's a good point, because, I mean, just thinking about the... When you, whenever you go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the 45 different Ray characters you see mm-hmm. walking around that aren't, you know, the actual character Ray. It's just little girls walking around dressed as Ray. So when, the, when they are of age and doing their podcasts or Twitch stream talking about Star Wars in 10 years, they'll be talking about her. So that's actually a really good point. Maybe they're just trying to wait out the uh, the, the, the demo, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> and then one more story. I forgot to mention this near the Ant-Man story. That's okay. I'm going to remind her to post it right now. Is we might not be done with uh, those Marvel specials, which we kind of talked about with Werewolf by Night, because the rumor is one of the next ones coming up is Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer themed. <laughs> Do you remember um, when, like, the cast listing on Endgame was, was released on um, on IMDb? Uh, it was I don't know if it was a plant or it was a mistake, but there was somebody cast as Silver Surfer, and it was like a big name actor. It was probably somebody that did mocap, but maybe he's been in the plans all along, all along. Because I've also, I've also seen reports that they may introduce um, the Fantastic Four in a similar type of special. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be a, a, a kind of a pivot. They they, they found out oh, this is work. Let's do this again. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it could work. We kind of talked about how like ne- technically the next one is Guardians, but every Halloween they might have one. You know, Pit Moon Knight versus Werewolf by Night, the next one or something like that. But the rumor is uh, Silver Surfer and a character like Nova could also get the special presentation yeah. treatment because they get their one off specials. Then they can be introduced to the next movie immediately after. Because uh, Nova is a is a bigger deal in the comics and TV shows, hasn't really been fully introduced in the MCU. Um, kind of did make an appearance in the Guardians game as a little cameo if you found it. Um, but I think having stuff like that to kind of sum up of like, all right, we have also the Kree Scroll Secret Invasion War going on at the same time, and we can connect him with Miss Marvel if we wanted to as well. And it still accomplishes the goal of introducing these characters. So once you see them in the movies, you don't have to learn who they are. Mm-hmm. And still, I mean, which was it? Um, yeah, it was She-Hulk. Um, that no, there's some 24 minute episodes. That show is probably only like probably what two and a half hours long. Yes. Something like that. So you can cut that down, like I said, cut it down to an hour, and no, you can introduce four hours. Everything. Four hours. Four hours. Yeah. Four hours. But you can cut you can cut a lot of that stuff down. You can do an hour special, hour fifteen special. Just like okay, here's Nova. This is what he does. Are you ready? Now Guardians comes out in six months. See you later. You know, Guardians four <laughs> most likely it, it won't come out before Guardians three comes. Oh, out. Yeah, there's yeah. no way it's too quick. But like, even if they want to do something like a um, shoot Legacy of Kang before Kang Dynasty comes out, and maybe Jonathan Majors see. acting with Jonathan Majors acting with Jonathan Majors. <laughs> exactly. That, 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 that's just, that's, that's an interesting uh, thread to follow. Like if they keep doing these little specials like that. I like, mm-hmm. I actually like that. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, we have world war Hulk being a thing. Maybe we have armor wars being a movie now. So we're going with anything, baby. Just keep, keep giving, keep giving us that drip drip right here. And we are what? Two days away again from Wakanda forever uh, premiere. So, 
get your spoiler antennas up because they're going to be flying out feverishly probably by the end of the week. You thought Black Adam spoils came out too quick. Just get ready for this one. I just hope every time somebody tries to spoil it, you hear Wakanda and Drummond like a dart hit you. But let us know what you think. What are you most excited to see from Marvel, from Star Wars, from DC? And are you hyped for that Ant-Man trailer? DM us at infinite underscore pods. We want to interact with you or chat in the Twitch chat. If you're watching at twitch.tv slash infinite underscore pods or watching the videos on youtube.com slash crisis infinite podcast. Because we're going to hang out with you and keep this crisis crew going, right, Kev? Yes, I'm actually responding to a couple people. Um, a cool story, bro, just uh, put in in the chat talking about Titans. But do I have to watch it all? If I tapped out around season two or three, I said, no, not if it's torture to you. <laughs> uh, but have a great week. We'll be back on Thursday with Tales of the Jedi in review. Let's talk about it. We'll probably end or in review as well. Don't worry about that. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We know we get it from Mando. We're good. This and is something new. We'll share some of our points about the Game of Thrones finale because we'll be the last ones to talk about it, most likely as well. But then Monday, we're back with our Halloween special, which we're going to call it right now. We're going to talk about a haunted house that we were going to talk about today originally, but we pun it to next week, baby. It's all good. Pun it like a football. Boop. Pun it like Kang's about to pun Ant Man's head. Now I'm saying with time and travel, the fist. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Have a great week. Like we said, follow us at infinite underscore pods on the Instagram and on the Twitters and all the other good stuff. Uh, but as always, my name is Hoodie. And I'm Kevin. And you officially listened to this Monday super news filled episode of What Kev? Crisis. On. Infinite Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.